police psychics find me find me everyone, this is Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham with Find Me, Police Psychics and More, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Hey, good Hi, afternoon. Valerie. Good afternoon, Kelly. Well, this How are you is doing today? I'm doing great, and I hope you are too. This is such a wonderful chance to share and explore some very fascinating things that have been going on. Absolutely, I'm excited. And, uh, we have a great guest today, so I'm even more excited about that. We have uh, Sunny Dawn Johnson. I'm looking forward to speaking with her a little bit, a uh, little bit later. And Sunny is on your team in t- at uh, Find Me. And by the way, anyone who would like to find out more, it's www.findme2.com. www.findme2.com. Kelly Snyder, you have such an interesting, interesting background. You were indeed uh, in law enforcement for a number of years. You started when you were 25 with the Customs Service, but through the years uh, you have also used your skills, even with the protocols for the Department of Homeland Security and as an investigator for National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. But then along came something else. Please tell me about it and tell all of us. Well, the Find Me group uh, was sort of a spin-off. I was working with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and uh, even though it was a absolutely great organization, it just wasn't enough fast pace for me. So I always had the idea of trying to do something on my own, but uh, uh, just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring is not my bag. So I, I started the group Find Me, and um, and since we were looking for for missing children, I always wondered if we could get a little bit of a step up on the criminal and have an advantage just like they do when they're planning their crimes. So I wanted to look into the fact of whether or not the psychic phenomena was real. And if it was real, then, of course, you know, we would have an advantage. And so that's pretty much as simplistic as I get it. That's how it started. I I didn't want to wait around for the National Center to send me a case, so I started looking into finding my own cases by working with local police departments here in uh, in Arizona. When was the turning point for you when you decided that you wanted to uh, look into using psychic detectives, psychic helpers? You had previously been, I understand, a bit of a non-believer, if you will. Well, I was, I was skeptic walking in the door, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, because I didn't really have any idea of what it was all about but I I went you know out of my way to find a couple of psychics and asked them if it was real and of course they said it was and <laughs> my next question was prove it all so right. we started working on cases and uh, and that's pretty much how it started just about five or six of us and uh, and everything that they would send me I would you know follow up with an investigation and lo and behold about maybe a year into this which was in the year 2001 and then it spilled over into 2002 uh, is when we had our first success, and it was based 100% on 
psychic information. So at that point, it wasn't show me anymore. It was uh, let's get serious about this. And and find me. You had, uh, this group, of course, has become so much larger than the beginning. I believe, I understand, there are more than 100 psychics all over the world who help you. That's correct. Um, it really did start out slow, and then, of course, uh, the ones that were coming into the group for the wrong reasons slowly and methodically left the group. Uh, we're a nonprofit. We don't charge for our services, and uh, there's no fame and fortune down this path, so those that were for you know looking for that uh, they left the group immediately and the ones that are dedicated um, for example like Sonny uh, they've been in the group from you know almost day one and uh, they're still here and they're here for the right reasons obviously and uh, that's you know that's I think just little by little the word gets out psychics talk to psychics and uh, once our website was up then people Looking into that area for psychic detectives, etc. They they found our website, and then you know once that happened, then we were well off and running with uh, hundreds of cases. How many psychics work on a given case? Do you send it out to everyone, or just a few? No, every psychic uh, gets the same email. <clears throat> excuse me, and they they have anywhere from six to seven days unless it's something that's urgent then I give them 24 hours mm -hmm. uh, they all get the same email they all get the same information the the remote viewers the controlled remote viewers don't want any kind of information at all just because of their certain technique so at the start of the email is uh, just a photograph they don't even know what's in the photograph they just know there's an assignment and then scrolling down further on the email is the information that all of the other psychics that uh, want to know where it occurred, some of them do that because they have to zero in on the energy in that particular area. So I'm trying to accommodate all of the different variances of their skills and abilities, and uh, and we've pretty much narrowed that down with one email. Well, that's that's quite a terrific uh, terrific plan. How do you prioritize your cases? Well, the the ones that are urgent, ones where we are looking for a small child or someone that is missing within 24, 48 hours, we're going to take those first because we want to try and find the person alive, of course. And then everything else just is prioritized based on when it is uh, sent to me and, and the request comes in. Uh, I always try to uh, do it in a fair manner, but of course I'm also trying to get the police uh, involved with our group in the sense that they contact us as soon as their case um, comes up to them and because of the energy being the freshest and the fact that we're trying to do everything we can to work with police departments so I'll also priori prioritize uh, if the police are requesting our assistance well that's uh, what do you do when all these cases pile up well I just stack them in a in a, in a folder that uh, you know, I pretty much have them in the order of priority. Something that's 12 years old obviously is getting towards the back of the pile. Sure. And something that's uh, less than a year uh, is closer to the pile. So it's, you know, it's pretty simplistic as far as how I do that. It's uh, what I think needs to go next, and uh, and that's you know totally based on uh, on the urgency to some degree of whether or not we can find the body and uh, and or the person alive. Kelly, one of the things that you had spoken about with me is that based on your experience in this field and what you've been doing since you started Find Me, 
that you really are of the school that feels uh, psychic should be brought in early on an investigation. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Well, you know, the psychics have been telling me for years that the best energy where it's um, most powerful and you know obviously Sonny can help me out a little bit on this later on but uh, they say that once something happens the energy is always there at the place whatever the event was whether it's a person went missing and they're leaving a specific area or place or address and then in the case of a murder where the person was murdered uh, the energy will be the strongest right there now some psychics out there will argue that you really don't need to be at the scene uh, and that is in fact true um, but a lot of the other psychics will argue that if they can be at the scene of the crime or where the person was last seen uh, you know stronger. the energy is so yeah so strong that they actually do pick up stuff immediately at at the crime scene or at the place the person went missing for many of the people listening in they are probably wondering why would a person who especially retired law enforcement they could be playing golf, hanging around with their family, doing <coughs> nothing, or indeed, uh, you know, psychics who are scattered all over the world give up countless hours and time searching. Or as as you uh, put so well in your book, find me. Why would someone hike around in a, the mountains and the desert to find human needles in a haystack? What do you think propels people to do this? What propelled you to do this? Well, initially it was just I wanted to help children, and that's what started it. But then once you've made contact with um, a family member or someone that has a lost loved one and you find that person for them, uh, i got to tell you, it's, uh, it's extremely emotional. You, you get, I mean, you get emotional just because you know that uh, person is counting on you and in a lot of the cases we are the last resort they uh, in adult cases the police uh, are not going to go out of their way unless there's some extenuating circumstances to look for an adult because an adult can go anywhere and this trickles down to the children uh, usually starting somewhere around age 13 they're treated as a either a endangered missing or similar to the adult they just don't investigate because there's too much uh, time and effort involved in it so it has to be a special set of circumstances to work on an adult missing case well it's and time it's time for us to take a break and we're going to come back and talk much more with kelly snyder and uh, much more we'll be right back This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. 
featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. Are you ready? Can we get started? Well, we're just going to do that one. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on hearwomentalk.com. <laughs> Why'd you add that? We added this part. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, start over. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Hear Women Talk. And laugh. Be engaged. Be entertained. Be there. For this... Scott and Donna show. Yeah, I was supposed to say well, that. Well, you didn't underline it. Well, I'm supposed to say it, though. Okay, we'll say it. Just knock it off. Just Be quiet. Say it. The Scott and Donna show. Awesome. You satisfied? Be there. All right. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Psychics, find me. Find me. Find me. Welcome back to Police Psychics and Find Me. I'm Valerie Graham with Kelly Snyder, the Find Me organization. And Kelly, we were talking about your group, and from what I understand, you are actually the only group in the world that does the projects that you do in the way that you do them. Please tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, it wasn't intended to be that way. As a matter of fact, part of the reason we wrote the book is to try to get other groups involved and, and more people in, interested in doing exactly what we do. But we, you know, started out with, you know, retired law enforcement, the psychics, and then I'd already had a relationship with, uh, a group called Arizona Search Track and Rescue here locally, uh, when I was working with the missing children organization. So it was a natural fit. Um, so now we have the psychics law enforcement uh, and, and, and in, we even have included now experts from all types of fields of uh, reverse speech, handwriting experts, uh, linguistic experts. So the group is just slowly um, evolving into what I think is going to be just an absolutely incredible group. Uh, and you know it's constantly getting bigger so I don't know that there's ever a time it's going to ever stop to be honest absolutely and we'll look forward to future shows of learning more about these different uh, possibilities we're also watching the chat line on hearwomentalk.com please feel free to post your question on chat and we'll answer you live again it's hearwomentalk h-e-r-e womentalk.com hi Sonny Hey, how are you? Glad to have you on the show. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, could we start out by you just telling us uh, a little bit about yourself, please? 
Sure. Uh, I'm a psychic medium in Glendale, Arizona, and I've been um, using my gifts intentionally for the last 10 years, muddling my way through them the almost 30 years before that. Um, and so I, I came to find me, you know, really intentionally and purposely um, trying to find a channel for the gifts that I was experiencing. Um, I live in Glendale, Arizona. I have two kids. I have two dogs. I have a husband. I have a healing center here where I teach classes and workshops on how to develop people's intuition. And um, Find Me is really um, my my service work to humanity and uh, and a passion for me and in, in bringing closure and, and healing to those that have suffered such you know difficult circumstances in their in their lives. Well, what? Uh, when did you first notice this? I mean, was was it something uh, out of high school, or when did you figure out that you had this gift? You know, I I, I was always different, which most psychics <laughs> say. We're always yeah. a little different, never really quite fit in. But when I was thirteen, is when I started having experiences where um, we had a ghost that lived in our house, and I would see her and 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 heal her and feel her and talk about her and. You know, being raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, that wasn't the most popular uh, conversation to have with people around me. And so a lot of people kind of thought I was crazy and, and strange. And so I, I went in search of answers because of that. So I, I started the experiences at 13. They they developed throughout my life, and I pushed them away many times. And, and they'd come back in, and I'd push them away, and they'd come back in. And, and then about 10 years ago, it just got to the point where um, I was with my ex-mother-in-law when she when she transitioned um, and passed away and it was just it was time to start really owning my gifts and so actually that was about 12 years ago and from that point forward I've been um, you know actively doing my my service work um, since then. Sunny a, a quick question to you how do you stop when you get impressions how do you stop I guess you'd say self-editing how do you interpret what you're getting when you help you know, Kelly? That's a good question. I, I really try to just share it the way that it comes um, because that is actually where we lose. You know, the, the very best psychics in the world are 85% right, and the reason that they're only 85% instead of 100% is that interpretation. Mm-hmm. So I really, I'm just trying to share exactly the way that it comes. So one of the examples I give people a lot of times is, you know, if in an impression you saw a peanut, um, you might say, oh, it's a nickname, oh, the person needs more protein, oh, um, <laughs> you know, Jimmy Carter. There's all kinds of things that people associate with peanuts, baseball game. But if I just share a peanut, then that that leaves the interpretation out of it, and then we can move forward. And that is one of the challenging things for those of us that are that are psychics and mediums is that we have to keep the interpretation out of it. So it, it, it can be a challenge. Is that, Kelly, also when you receive these tips and and guidance from people such as Sunny, do you get a whole different viewpoint like the same people who saw the same accident have ten different stories or ten different vantage points? What happens well, with that? It's one of the more difficult things uh, that we do. That's why uh, I created a form, you know, an investigation form, Trying to make the psychics not become police officers, uh, <laughs> yes. But, but think think a little bit down the line of what they absolutely have to have, and when they understand that, you know, giving a cop the information about a peanut, uh, it may ne- not necessarily mean anything to them initially, but somewhere down the road there may be a significant meaning to that. But also, 
I want the psychics in the group to challenge their guides or whoever they're getting their information from through their methodology and and constantly not be happy with the answer you're getting try to get a little bit better or clearer answer and um, so far none of the psychics seem to matter that I think it's it's a it's a learning tool and uh, of course you know I guess my question to uh, you Sonny would be you know how do you how do you push yourself to try to get a little bit clearer vision or understanding of what the what your guides are trying to tell you well, I, I do think that, you know, when I when I started this, you know, six years ago almost now, um, it it was learning how to to share the information that was coming in a way that would be helpful. Um, a lot of us as psychics and, and mediums, we tend to feel the things and feel personalities and feel emotions, and um, that's not necessarily what um, the police detectives are looking for. They're looking for concrete facts. So when Kelly created this, this form, this kind of similar to a police report, you know, suspect name and location and vehicle and license plate. And when, when we had that form, it really helped to give us focus on, you know, what information are the police looking for? Because that is not, for me anyway, I can speak for myself, it's not my nature to focus that way. So that was very helpful. The other part that, you know, was um, what was helpful as we've evolved into it is now all of us um, have to offer uh, GPS coordinates to where we um, believe that the body is located. If it's a, a, a deceased person, sometimes where the suspect is located, but but we're asked to provide GPS coordinates so that we can give um, the the police and the detectives specific areas to search. And although I will admit that that was very challenging in the beginning because it didn't seem to be, again, the, the natural way that things came, it, it, it forced, for me, forced me to expand into an area where, um, although I wasn't sure that I could do it, once I knew, okay, this is the information we need and some of this other stuff isn't really being helpful, so let me expand. Now, those GPS coordinates, and, and, and many times in a lot of the cases that we have solved, which Kelly can share with you, our GPS coordinates could have been, you know, 100 feet off, 1,000 feet off, and, and really that's, that's how they were able to find those bodies. So I think that's been very beneficial in having that, that form to give us, you know, focused, focused um, energy so that we can then call our, our, our guides to help give us the information to fill that form out, so to speak. Well, it really came out of necessity. I mean, when we were working with the Austin Police Department on two uh, possible murder cases, um, we were giving them generic locations of where we thought the body was uh, in both cases. But when they got to the area, the area was so large, they just said, can you uh, refine it a little bit and give us a little bit more to go on because uh, they just didn't have the manpower to search the area as well as they wanted to. So... That's when we started it, literally four years ago, as you recall, and uh, everybody embraced it. Nobody feared it, and it it uh, is now uh, standard. Very standard. standard. It's standard. very standard. Yep. Some some people, Kelly and and uh, Sunny, wonder why. I've heard people say this. Well, if psychic detectives, you know, bring in clues, why don't they just come in and just say, "This is what happened. This is who did it. This is where it is." Why doesn't it work like that? 
You know, I think that's a great question, and I'd like to know the answer myself. (laughs) Um, You know, honestly, I think, number one, we can't come into a place. You know, that's actually how I got involved with Find Me is there was a a, a case that happened here in Arizona um, that year, 2004, I believe it was, and um, I, I saw a flash of a woman's face on the television screen, and for two weeks, she started telling me what happened to her, who did it, where she was, oh all my. of these details. And I started. I called the police and called the police. I looked up the family information. I tried to get a hold of them, and I was obsessed with because this woman was obsessed with me, and I was obsessed with the case, and I couldn't get anybody to listen to me. So that's you know that's the number one challenge is we've mm-hmm. got to have. Not that police aren't open, because I do think that they are um, definitely opening up more than, than than they were 10 years ago. But, you know, for somebody to just walk in, you know, a lot of times it isn't as accepted as if we have someone like Kelly who can speak their language and understands what their needs are. So that that is a real important relationship. But that's actually how I got involved. And so... You know, why does it not work that way? I think that it could, but again, it's that interpretation that sometimes we get challenged with if we're hearing it clearly. Sometimes it feels to me like it's almost like the telephone game, you know, that we used to play when we were kids, and you'd start at one end and say a message, and it would go through five Yes, minutes. oh, yes. Yeah, by the end, it would be a little bit different. Well, this energy is being channeled through, you know, many, many, many different vibrations to get to us, and sometimes we just aren't as clear as we could be so that's my goal is to be you know get better and better and better and more and more open and more and more clear um and i would love for it to come in just a you know name address social security number and birthday that wouldn't that be great (laughs) Uh, you know there have been times where it almost can feel that clear and why is it not always i don't know i don't have that answer and i wish i did so you know, I, I'm open to getting that answer as well. What What was the most unusual case that you've dealt with since working with Find Me? Wow, unusual. Huh. They're uh, all unusual, I'm sure. Yeah. But you know, they are all unusual. Memorable, maybe. Memorable. Right. Memorable. Well, you know, one of the cases that I, I think so many of us had our, our heart and soul in was the, the um, airplane that went down here in um, near Sedona, Arizona, and... Um, it, it was a case that we'd worked for, I think, a little under two years. Is that right, Kelly, or a little over two actually, years? Actually, it was almost two and a half years. Okay, yeah, a little over two years. And and um, and, and there, there were so many of us that had really were in the area of the location but just couldn't get quite where that exact pinpoint was. Um, and we had a lot of heart and soul and dedication and hours and and, and energy and, and so many of us knew that they were down and knew that, that it was in an area that would be very difficult to reach and yet there felt like that, you know, you can't even get to it type of, of, of feeling. So it was almost like a we have to wait until the right time and it, it's it, it's tough sometimes because oftentimes we'll get messages from the from the deceased energies that, you know, they don't want to be found looking the way that they look or, or you know, having their family discover them in, in ways that their body might have been left because it, it can be traumatizing. And so that is challenging too because the human aspect of us wants the closure and yet sometimes there's a bigger purpose behind it that we don't always understand or 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 want to acknowledge. That's a well, Sonny, I, I did want to you know, come back to that. We're going to take a break here real quick, but uh, I want to come back to that to point out some of the GPS coordinates and some of the unique things about that particular case. So when we get back, uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, 
finish up on that particular case. Also, Kelly, we're watching the chat line on hearwomentalk.com. Feel free to post a question for Sonny Johnston or any of us, and we'll get back with you. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm Annette Martin. Have you had a psychic experience or encountered a ghost and don't know how to explain it? Visit with our exciting guest each week and give us a call on Annette Martin's Psychic World, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Call or drop into our chat room at Annette Martin's Psychic World on hearwomentalk.com. Hi, this is Gina Tremarco with the Martini Meeting. Listen to the Martini Meeting with Eileen Soizan and myself every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. on Zeus Radio for hearwomentalk.com. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of racersreunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy's Hibachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi, 839-8008. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Police Psychics, find me. Find me. Find me. Hey, uh, Sonny, we, we, we broke and, uh, and you were talking about the case of the missing airplane. If you could, uh, there were a couple of points that were really significant in that in that case that uh, you had mentioned. I, obviously, we 
we searched for it for two and a half years and hundreds and hundreds of flights. Uh, what else do you remember about that? Well, there were there were so many of us psychics. I don't remember how many were working at that particular time, but I know that a very large percentage of us, you know, we have psychics. The thing that, that people have to remember is we have psychics all over the world that have never been to Arizona or maybe even not know, know where it even is, um, as well as Sedona. And so there were so many of the psychics that, you know, said the plane went down, um, that it crashed in Sedona, that um, it was in a in a very difficult area to find that it couldn't be seen from 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 the sky because we were doing I don't even remember how many helicopter um, uh, flights you did search and rescue flights to, to look for it but there there was numerous hundreds I think well, four hundred thirteen uh, to be exact yeah, that's, that's a few different. that's a few yeah, yeah now two hundred and fifty two of those was from the Civil Air Patrol and they gave it their best shot but. Uh, right. The irony to all of that is the psychics kept saying, you know, but even we weren't listening, that you can't see it from the air. Right. And, and that, uh, that ended up being how, you know, that some hikers, I believe, is, is who found it that were down in that, you know, and it wasn't an easy place to access, so that's why it took so long. Um, and, and that does, you know, that does happen. And um, sometimes when, you know, you get information, you can't see it from the air, well, and, and, and you, it's very hard to get to from the ground. It's it, that divine timing keeps coming in. That you know what, it will come in the right time and space. But then our hearts are like, but we want to create closure for this family, and that of is course, the challenge. Of course. Well, another key component to that is we had one of the psychics in our group that said it has to do something with a bear. Well, what does that mean? Is it a real bear? Is it something named bear? Are the directions or the heading we need? to be directed to the site have something to do with a bear and he and this particular psychic actually had um, numbers which we later found out to be a heading but uh, as it turns out the plane was located in bear forest well oh. there's also a there's a bear circle up there there's several things that have the name bear so it was just a process of elimination as i recall uh and then ultimately, when the plane was located, uh, it was in Bear Forest. So, mm -hmm. anyway, um, I did want to mention uh, that uh, you can call the uh, studio and and ask questions at hearwomentalk.com. But the number to call is nine one four three three eight one one eight six nine one four three three eight one one eight six. Sonny, is there a particular case uh, that you'd like to share with us uh, that, you know, other than the airplane case, which uh, took two and a half years of uh, searching, but uh, something that happened a little quicker that may come to your mind? Well, you know, there there um, is the case in Kansas um, where there was a gentleman that was missing, and um, and, I, and I remember this one because it just came so clearly. As soon as I saw his picture, he just showed me exactly what had happened and um, so I you know did my report and sent it in and it was um, a man who had you know looking at his picture um, you could see that he had lived a challenging life and I think that that's another part of the the reality of, of this work is that a lot of people are human and there's still the 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 humanness that comes in that that can make up ideas in our own heads so we have to be very very 
um, clear and not be in your ego. You have to be very much in your spirit when you're doing this work. And so when, when I asked him to guide me to where he was, he literally took me on a walk and walked me right to um, an area where uh, I put the GPS coordinates uh, of, of where I thought that his body was. And I can't remember if that one was like 100 feet. He'd, he'd fallen into a, into a river. Um, and and then the police, as I recall, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, but the police were just, they were great on that case. As soon as the, the, um, the ice melted and they were able to get to that river, they went right to our GPS coordinates. And I believe there was like 19 or 20 psychics that were within a mile of that area yeah. and, and they went right to it as soon as the as soon as the river melted enough to go they put a boat in there and the body popped right up and so that was you know that's so, that's what is so rewarding in this work is when we all work together and that and that mother and the family members have the closure that they're that they deserve well yeah the significance of that case also as i remember is you know the chief of police was a friend of the uh, the missing person's mother and um, he was basically totally out of clues had no idea where this individual could be and the town was small enough, I think it was Perry, Kansas uh, as I recall the town's small enough fairly small no I would say, yes well, having never been there I'm, uh, my recollection of when I was dealing with the case is that it was a small community but, you know, key component there is the police chief is calling us and uh you know, these are the kind of things that we want. Uh, we want the, you know, the police to let let them know that this is just one more tool that you can throw into your arsenal. You're getting information from all over the community as to what they think happened. You know, why not use psychic information? You know, you're, as Sonny puts it, uh, you're no worse off, and uh, and if nothing happens, uh, then you're. It, it's just something that. Uh, it doesn't change the dynamics of the case. So why not use it? Right. Anyway, um, Sonny, I did want to ask you uh, one additional question on the uh, airplane case. When when you were looking at the airplane case, there were numerous psychics in the group that had made mention that you couldn't see it from the air. Do you recall any other facts in that particular case that uh, comes to mind? Um. Well, I, I do remember that uh, it felt like the plane went down um, r- right over the Sedona area, and I, I remember that there were, I think, 26, 28 people that had right in that same basic location, you know, within maybe a five-mile radius. Um, and the, the other thing that I remember is that the, the, the girl that we were searching for, um, the message that I got from her was that, um, you know, she wasn't going to be found for quite a while because she didn't want her dad to see her body that way and um, and I, I know that he was on most of those searches and I know that in the end when they did find her he was there but at that point you know the body had had, had looked different after two and a half years um, and so you know that's that's another part of it that was for me frustrating it's like well we want to find her and and yet the way that she was saying it was um, it's going to be a while, and that's hard to handle. But at the same time, you know, when spirit's talking, <laughs> you, you you're listening. Really you're listening. <laughs> one one of the questions that has been asked here through hearwomentalk.com, and feel free to chat in your questions, is interestingly enough, have you found someone who is alive? 
during yeah, the actually. Yeah, we have. We we um we had a case uh, a few years ago where there was a young man that um had gone missing, uh, just missing from his home, and they had no idea, you know, where he was or what could have happened. And the way that I remember it is that um, once Kelly got the reports from all of us, we'd all kind of almost done like a he 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 ended up being schizophrenic, I believe, and so he had just been from one spot to another spot to another spot and, and um, it was considered a John Doe and they actually found him in a, in a hospital um, on the other side of town but when Kelly got all the reports um, I think that this is right Kelly, it seemed that you know maybe he was at a church and then he was by the railroad tracks and then he went to this place and all of the psychics got pieces and parts of that entire um, um, experience where, where he went and so then obviously he was found. He was found, um, and the police found him, and um, and he was alive. And and because he went to a, a psychiatric hospital, he also got the help that he needed, which was really, really nice. And it's so nice to be a part of something when, not only when they're found and the closure can happen, but when they're found and they're alive. And oh, significance! Soul. Yes, absolutely. The significance of that case, also, Sonny, as you may recall, is the the family and the police uh, were trying to locate him. The police were involved because of his medical issues, and the family was involved just because they couldn't just sit there and wait and be patient. So, right. in his particular case, uh, because we thought it was you know medical and that he had a really good chance of being found alive. Uh, we were providing all of these different locations, and as the family and or police would go to these locations, everyone confirmed that he was there. He was there for water or food, and and ultimately, uh, how the case was resolved, a really sharp nurse uh, saw uh, a presentation we had on uh, one of the local channels that he was missing, and we were looking for him, and uh, she called the authorities once she uh, saw his face, and the facts sort of uh, fit into... Uh, him being gone because obviously they didn't know his name so yeah that, that's a great case and then uh, were you involved uh, Sonny on the case where it was the twin brother of another one out of Scottsdale Mm-mm, nope I wasn't I wasn't here for that one well, what? Tell, tell us about that one that sounds quite interesting well it was uh, um, it was uh, two brothers you know and they were in their 30s or 40s I don't recall and uh the police, the local police, wouldn't search for the individual, even though it was determined later on that he was uh, he had medical issues, and uh, uh, so we got involved. The ironically, the twin brother didn't believe in psychic, so he wouldn't talk <laughs> to us. But uh, thank goodness his uh, fiance did. She called us and, uh, or actually emailed us, and uh, we started getting information immediately from the group. I was passing it directly to the fiancé who would pass it off to uh, uh, the twin brother, and then he was checking these places out. Well, ultimately, we came up with San Francisco, the Mission District, and it was that specific. And he said, well, that makes sense because that's where he used to work. Oh, my. So he went down there with a bunch of photographs, uh, passing them out on the street, and ran into uh, a homeless person, and showed him the photograph, and he goes, oh, yeah, he's standing in line at a soup kitchen two blocks from here. And one of the psychics had said that he was going to a soup kitchen and or mission, and that's how he was sustaining his life by, you know, living off the streets. And he goes there, and uh, sure enough, he's standing in line 
at this soup kitchen. So, uh, you know, I mean, we're not looking for fame and fortune here. The uh, the additional irony to that is we never heard from the brother that he found his brother, but the uh, fiance did call us and uh, and thank us for working on the case and that he was home and he was safe and and uh, so once again that's that's exactly why I do it and I know that's why Sonny and 99.9% of the rest of uh, of my group does it they uh, they don't look for you know the fame and fortune we just want people to have closure and or their loved one uh, back safely well and I think it's important too to know that you know if we did get the cases you know I, I think that's what our group really would like is it is is to offer the opportunity that if we did get those cases you know when the people get missing or one or two days after versus the two weeks three weeks two years three years when there's nothing left you know and we're the last the last call when we could be the first or second call um, and that's but, that's the shame of it right yeah, there absolutely right. and we're going to come back and talk much more with she- with uh, Sonny Johnston and Kelly Snyder and myself, Valerie Graham. We'll be right back with you. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, folks. This is Private Investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Police psychics, find me. Find me. 
Welcome back to Police Psychics Find Me with Valerie Graham and Kelly Snyder, and we are interviewing Sonny Johnston, who is a part of the worldwide psychic team of Find Me. You can find Find Me at www.findme2.com. www.findme2.com. And uh, we've been talking about calls from the police and getting calls, uh, direct calls from the police, Kelly and Sonny, and if if you might clarify what would motivate you to start the team on a case. Do you need a call from the police? Do people call you? How does it work? Well, actually, the um, unless they have you know dealt with us before, they, uh, they would always go through our website. That's how we accept cases. And uh, they would go to the website and fill out a form that's in there as far as contact and once they filled out the form then I usually uh, email them back to set up a time that I can uh, speak with them and uh, you know depending on their location and time and everything then uh, I uh, eventually get all of the information that I need and in almost every single case I need the name of the person's date of birth and place of birth because they're our psychics in the group that need that. We have an astrologer in the group, a forensic astrologer, that actually needs the date of birth, place of birth, and time of birth. And they use this information in their different skill levels to uh, come up with the GPS coordinates and suspect information, if that's appropriate. And uh, so by going to the website, www.findme2.com, uh, they can make contact uh, with me and and um, and the one the other thing I did want to point out is the group quite a few years ago probably five or six years ago uh, decided that they did not want to work on missing or runaway children unless the police are requesting our information and uh, that's something that we've really not been involved in except a few times when the police have asked for our assistance one uh, actually this year where we did find the two girls that were missing they ended up being runaways but initially it looked like there was some foul play and an ex-con was involved and uh, as it turns out they left under their own volition and they were willingly doing what they were doing but on the initial surface of the case it looked like there was some problems and foul play but no the good news is we found them absolutely absolutely and one of the things too is that have you have you found in the time that you've been doing this since 2001 when this group began has there been more and more of a cooperation with law enforcement departments what have you seen both of you as as the difference in perception well i think uh, the best answer is uh, yeah the the police departments are now getting more involved before there was a hesitation, but you know, after working on a number of these cases, I uh, I went into my cop mode and basically told these people, "What have you got to lose? I mean, this is something that's free, and the information could be something that will help your case. Use it as a tool. If an informant off the streets or somebody that remains anonymous, they still follow up on those leads. Why would you not, you know, go out of your way to look at this?" the information that we're bringing to the table because these people are dedicated professionals trying to help resolve your case and then of course if there's a suspect involved we want to find out who that person is and in a lot of cases they uh, they find that information so 
it's critical that uh, the police start thinking of us as a, a separate tool in their arsenal and, and nothing more, nothing less. Well, when you say nothing more and nothing less, there have been people who have simply said that psychics are normal people with uh, paranormal abilities. Sonny, would you address that? Well, you know, I really do believe that everyone has the gift to be able to tap into um, the spirit world and be able to connect with maybe their loved ones. And, and although we're doing a little bit um, deeper work and connecting on a different level, um, I really do think everyone has the, the possibility, has a little bit of that gut instinct, intuition, mother's instinct, whatever people want to call it. But it can't, you can develop that and, and more people have a natural ability towards it. So, um, yes, we are normal people, you know. I was a stay-at-home mom for years. I have two boys I raised and, and, um, you know, I make dinner at night and do everything <laughs> like everybody else does. Well, some nights. Um, but that so, would be more normal, Sunny. Yes, right. So we do live normal lives, and we just have these experiences where we see energies around people, and we communicate with, with deceased energies, and we're aware of things that aren't always in everybody else's awareness, and we, we tend to just be a little bit more sensitive um, energetically to the things that are going around that are not seen, where most people are paying attention to what they're seeing with their physical eyes, we're seeing with our, our spiritual eyes as well. So, you know, but I do really think that, you know, answering the question that you'd asked Kelly, earlier I do feel like there's been a, there's been a, a willingness to be more open and, and really we have to credit a lot of that with the media too and in, in, in creating these television shows and you know John Edwards was one of the ones that started way back when on TV and everybody thought he was a kook and now a lot of people are, are, are realizing that there might be some value to that or um, um, the television shows and medium and those types of things have really created an awareness for people that maybe just never had the experience. So I don't always think that it's that they don't believe. I think that it's that they haven't had an experience that tells them that it's true for them. And, you know, that skepticism, I think, is healthy. We just want to put out the possibility that, you know, we can be skeptical all day, all day long, but if there's a possibility that we might be able to be of service and really help um, narrow down some of the, the clues um, with no knowledge, with having no connection, no knowledge at all, then why not at least try it? And that's really what we're wanting to do. Absolutely. There was a quick chat question about what is remote viewing. I think, Kelly, you had mentioned that earlier in the program, and perhaps you and or Sonny would speak a little bit more about it. Yeah, that would have to be a Sonny question since I know very little about it other than the obvious that it's seeing something that's either taking place in the past or the future. So, Sonny, uh, that's that's one for you. Take it well, away. <laughs> and that really is. Um, you know, I think we have a, a controlled group of remote viewers, and so with the remote viewers, they just know that there's a case. They'll usually put some type. There'll be one person that has some kind of detail, the picture or the, the name of the person. They'll put it in an envelope, and then you actually um, are at you're connecting with your higher source, your guides, you know, whatever you want to call it, and you're asking them to take you to where that person is or walk you through the experience that they've had. So some people have remote viewing experiences but aren't necessarily remote viewers, but remote viewers are intentionally going to the event or to the person and then asking them, you know, and then, and then being able to see where they're at, where the body is, what took place. 
um, whether in the past or what's taking place right now. Um, and, and there's a lot of different techniques involved in it, but for a, a basic, you know, um, description, that's what it is. Well, currently we have uh, 23 remote viewers in the group, and some of them are the purists that, you know, don't want to know anything. They just want to be aware that there's an assignment. And then there's others that do a little bit of uploading, uh, just want the, the photograph so that at least they know that there's a person involved. And uh, so there's very varying levels of uh, remote viewing, and that's why I created the assignment uh, email the way I did so that it's basically handling all of the remote viewers the way they want it, but still supplying the information I mentioned earlier to the other members of the group so they get the necessary things that they need in order to do a reading on the uh, on the on the case, like uh, uh, Dr. Dave Campbell, for example, uh, in his uh, forensic astrology mode. When he gets into that, he does need uh, quite a bit of information to uh, zero in on the target GPS. So it's uh, it's critical to some and not critical to others. And, and we have a, a wide variety of, of of talent in our group, and so you know ranges from anyone like forensic astrology to psychic mediums to you know um, the dreamers and 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 um, and dowsers, and so we really are blessed to have so many fantastic people in our group that 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 just want to be of service and, and help create closure. As as excuse me, as as we kind say. of go go into the a bit of our ending, and some of you will try and get back with your questions at another program, um, you might want to mention where everybody is located throughout the world. That was one of the questions. Well, uh, we have one in France. We have five in England currently. We have one in Italy. Uh, we have two in New Zealand, two or three in New Zealand, and five in Australia. Uh, Canada, we have, I think, six or seven. Um, just, you know, off the top of my head, mm -hmm. those are you know some of the places in the world we did have one in Africa, one in Germany, but they were in the in a military situation where they uh, actually were there just for a short period of time, and uh, so you got all these different areas and still coming up with solid information and never set foot in the United States, for example. That that to me is significant. That, Very extraordinary, uh, really, really. Really need to understand that. Really extraordinary. Well, this has been our show for today, and please, psychics. Kelly Snyder, Valerie Graham, Sonny Johnston, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network. And next week, Kelly, we're going to be back. Yeah, I was hoping uh, to get that in just before we left. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to have Chris Robinson, uh, who's uh, referred to as the Dream Detective, and he is a precognitive dreamer, uh, and he's uh, extremely talented in uh, in what he does. And Sonny, this has been a been a pleasure to talk with you and I hope you'll be back again on Please Psychics. You bet. Thank you. So Thank much, you. Sunny. Thank, Thank you. Sunny. you. Yep. Thank you and we'll see you next week. <laughs>